Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of The Modern Jeeper Show. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Mattson with Motocloak here, and welcome to episode number 39 of The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. This is what we are going to call a quickie episode. Corey is on his way back from our whirlwind weekend, and we wanted to make sure we got you all caught up before we started ramping up for SEMA. So Corey pulled over into a rest stop on his way through Texas, gave me a call, and we recorded a quickie. So even in this 30-minute quickie, we still cover lots of ground, including why Corey was wheeling with Ian in Tennessee, where you can watch all that happened, checking out shops on the CTI tour, why competition is healthy, how to find no-judgment zones, why modern Jeepers are buying gladiators, what we want to do to idiots who steal Jeeps, why I want a dash cam, how to meet Jeepers on Instagram, and where you can enter to win a Metal Cloak jail suspension. As a note, the audio on this quickie is a little off, and we appreciate your indulgence. By the way, do you want to join us for an unforgettable adventure in 2020? Check out modernjeeperadventures.com. Beautiful locations, awesome wheeling, and lifelong friends. As always, we are extremely grateful to our supporters, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, and of course, Metal Cloak. So, sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode number 39 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, it's another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Matson from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, Matson. Well, hey, Corey, so where are you in this vast, great country of ours? That is a really, really good question. Um, <laughs> I am returning from our, our really uh, fun adventure that we did back in Tennessee. Uh, I'm actually in the little hat of somewhere in Texas, uh, heading back to Colorado, uh, fighting uh, like a 40-mile-an-hour headwind for the last few days. But uh, what, a, what a great, busy last i don't know week i guess it's been yeah so 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 let's just dive right in because one of the things this this is gonna be a short episode because you're on the road i'm i'm getting out and about but i i want to make sure it was really important we got together to discuss this this adventure you had because you know did this get started or did you get invited uh by ian when when he came out and did the whole uh, uh commercial thing with you how did this thing get started well, and, and yeah, so when uh, when he came out to Colorado and, and we got to shoot some some stuff for one of his clients together, he had mentioned that he was having this 
Um, he really didn't, he didn't think of it as an adventure. I don't think at the time, but it, it played into his, uh, motor trend on demand, uh, show four wheeler that, that he's, he is, that's, that's his deal now. And, um, he has been building this, this LJ and it's a, it's a goat chassis, um, all custom, you know, I mean, 42 inch BFG crawlers, and so he in in the show in four wheeler he's been building this this project LJ, and he wanted to do something where he was releasing it and we were going to all go wheeling, and uh, he knew that you know he knew that um, I've been traveling with Golden Spike my LJ this year and he was like you know if it, it works out you should come out and then the more we talked about it we talked a couple of times throughout the last few weeks. And he was like, you know, this, this is going to be really cool. It's going to be a select group of guys. He's pretty careful about who he, uh, he goes and wheels with. And of course this is a production as well. So, uh, video crews and microphones and yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was a really good group of guys. I think there were only like six of us total, but all really good wheelers a good group of guys to hang out with. We had a ton of fun. Wow. That's just awesome. Jealousy written all over my face. It, now, you have to take all the spike out there. There was a little bit of clips that popped up on Instagram, a little bit of places of you going out doing stuff. And you guys, you posted some clips of Ian doing some stuff. But now, what was the area that you were wheeling in again? So we were just outside of, Ian's shop is just south of, of Nashville, where the Big Tire Garage is. So just near his shop, maybe... I don't know how far we drove, maybe an hour. Um, we started off in a place called Woolies Off-Road Park. That was, I guess it used to be a really busy, popular place, but it is kind of fallen to the, the wayside. People have, are starting to go other places, uh, but a great little park with some really kind of some fun stuff and, and slippery, you know, that's, that's a different kind of wheeling for me. That's slippery rock, um, kind of a, a clay type mud. Again, you don't get to pick your line. You pick a direction. How did the Patagonians um, do out there? They did really well. And so that was another thing that I noticed and we talked about while we were, we like the second day of our adventure. Uh, and it was kind of funny how it evolved into the four-wheeler adventure. Uh, I Maybe this will be an annual thing. I don't know. Um, but out of the six rigs, every single person had a different tire on. Oh, interesting. There were two sets of BFGs, but one was a set of KM3s, and the others were on Ian's. Those were the 42-inch crawlers. But every other vehicle ran a completely different tire. We had a set of Nittos out there. We had me on the Milestar Patagonia MTs. Um, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And one of the things that uh, that we kind of noticed as well, everybody's tire worked pretty well. And there was really no advantage. I mean, that that East Coast wheeling, that 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 little bit of of clay type of mud, and those rocks that just seem to want to they just get polished. Um, it was slippery. It was slippery for everybody. There was no oh that he walked right up that on on these tires. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. Oh, that's, that is interesting. So after Woolies, um, that was kind of our little taste. Uh, we then drove. Heavens, I think we drove three and a half, three and a half hours or so, uh, taking a lot of the back roads to get down near Chattanooga, where we the on on the second day we wheeled um, AOP Adventure Off Road Park, 
which that's where Crawling for Reed takes place and, and a couple other large events throughout the year. So I've been there a couple of times, but never had gotten a chance to wheel there. And that was another reason that Ian kind of reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you don't get to spend a whole lot of time off the trails anymore, or, you know, off road anymore. Why don't you come out and, and come wheeling? So, but th- those parks are, are crazy. Like I had no idea. And AOP has some of the, the, craziest steepest uh rock bouncer type lines i've I've ever seen i mean stuff that you look at and you go well that it's all horsepower and wheel speed and literally you're throwing rocks that are two feet in diameter um as you're trying to scrap your way up these hills (laughs) yeah so so from a from a were you aired down or is this kind of a different type of wheeling where you don't really care about that? You're just trying to get grip and go up or how how do you approach wheeling out there? No, we were all, we all aired down. Um, and you know, I was running about eight to 10 pounds and they, they worked really well. I was, I was very, very impressed. I'm, I'm still fighting an issue with my, my ARB twin compressor, but uh, the more I look into it and, and I, I think a lot of people fight the same problems that I'm having and it has to be with the relays. But as far as the suspension and the Jeep itself and how everything worked, man, we again, we there was some pretty crazy stuff, but we all made it through it. I, th- I hope we made some some good uh, some good content for for Ian's show and we'll, we'll have to see what happens when that stuff uh, starts to air. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So cool to be able to let you go out and go do this, and then on the way back, stop and do a couple of, of uh, CTI stops. One of the things I didn't think about really is, um, you know, so we drove the, all the rigs um, all the way down into Chattanooga, which yeah, it's, it's a few hour drive on the interstate, like three hour drive back up to where Ian's shop is. Well, of course, that's where I left the CTI truck and trailer, um, <laughs> and the weather kind of changed and we had a little bit of cold air and some rain. Um, so, and, and of course I didn't have the doors on. Uh, so coming back up from Chattanooga, uh, it ended up taking us about a four hour drive, but got back up to the truck and trailer and we, we didn't stop. You know, we, we knew we had to hit Axel boy up in, uh, outside of St. Louis, you know, Fallon. And uh, again, what another great experience. I, I'd never stopped there. I'd always seen Axel Boy as we drove through town and uh, some really good, good people. We had like 27 or 28 rigs show up. Um, another thing I forget is it gets dark earlier now. So we tried to, you know, keep going into that 7, 7 o'clock, 7.30 type of time frame, but the sun had gone down and it was getting a little dark outside. So, um but yeah, and then we stopped at Stomper and got to see Jay and, and all of his followers and had another 20 plus rigs at his shop. Um, what a what a busy, busy five, six days. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great chance to get across the country, do some wheeling, come on back, meet lots and lots of uh, great, great customers. And yeah, I, I didn't do anything special this weekend. I think, well, we did training uh, for our, our employees, which was fantastic and, and just really helping them to grow and become bigger and better many of our guys here this is this was you know one of their first real jobs they and they've been with us for years and they they've grown into positions of responsibility and and we just do what we can to help nurture them and, and educate them and, and train them 
um, with hopes that they, you know, they'll continue to be here and be here for years to come. So, um, it's just well, you know, I think, I, I think we touched a little bit about that last week and, and, uh, something internally that metal cloak never stops doing and what a, you know, kudos to, to you and your whole team out there. Like when it, it just, it just never stops evolving into that next step. And, and we've talked about customer service in the past, and I think we do the best in the industry. And it's fun for me. Like I say, it gets, it's easy for me to be out here in the, in the wild, uh, you know, wild country seeing uh, all these shops. <laughs> but if they, were, if they were all beating me up and saying they were having problems, it would make my life pretty miserable. And they don't, they don't do that. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, we try to isolate you from those problem children anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we're very open you know we because we've been fortunate to have good customers good products and, and good service um you know our we've never been into reviewing or editing reviews we've never had to try to hide problems because problems happen we'll be the first to admit it when it, when they do happen and but really the judgment is how well do we take care of those problems and how well do we take, take care of the people Right. And, um, right, and right. sometimes, most of the time, we're good hits. One, you know, uh, occasionally we have a miss and occasionally we'll have somebody who, who just, for whatever reason, we just failed them. And, um, and that's, it's unfortunate. It happens. Uh, for the most part, we do our best to, to have home runs and with every customer. And, and when we doesn't, and when we have a failure, we do what we can to fix it, make it right. And, uh, and we've been fortunate that we've been able to do that. So, so yeah, and and part of that is is the education you do, the, the work you do across the country, and and uh, the jeepers you meet all across the country as well as, as the ones that come here. It just it is it's amazing to meet these people. I, I I never I don't get a chance to go out to the events as much as I used to, to be able to really sit down and, and and meet all of all the cool people. So I have to live vicariously through you. <laughs> well, you know it's it was fun. Uh, in fact, yesterday at at Stomper. I think that's the first time on the CTA trade CTI trader I've had I had three, whether three or four gladiators at oh, the event. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. And and still a couple of them were stock. But you know, to be able to talk to folks who have just bought a gladiator, they've these these folks that that were there, um, this wasn't their first Jeep, but it was just it's kind of fun to be able to meet those people who are getting ready to start modifying things and and you know it's 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 kind of like meeting coming across that new jeeper who hasn't wheeled a whole lot that's so much fun and it's so exciting to see their reaction on their face when even flexing out their jeep on the on the cti trailer you know it's it it makes everybody smile and uh that that's kind of what it's all about and and to go and spend time seeing new shops and new people and it's that we, we all are in this lifestyle thing. One of the, the comments that was made when I was at Axel Boy was, I said, you know, so who are your competitors locally? And, and he goes, oh, there's a bunch. And we love every single one of our competitors. And, you know, that's, that's a unique perspective because without mm-hmm. our competitors, it, it, it keeps us on top of our game. If we didn't have any competition, then, well, that would be boring. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it, you know, monopolies must be great for some people to, to really gain market share and stuff, but it's really no fun. I mean, we, we wake up every morning wondering, um, you know, what, what, what's our competition going to do today? It's just, and we look at it and we try to, 
you know, make sure that we as a company are just always doing our best so that we don't have to be concerned about our competition. Um, That's right. But, you know, it's, it is the guys who and occasionally get the, the shock yeah, that is upset that competition is moving in, in their area. And I understand it. You know, you've got a, a good market and a good thing, and then some competition comes in and tries to, to dilute the market. But I think you're right. Competition uh, improves everybody. Well, and I think that uh, it, it seems, and Ian had made this comment, um, you know, everybody is, is, is out there doing an adventure um, or some sort of guided trips and things like that. And I think those are so important to bring, you know, we, we all like watching the, the rock bouncers and we all like seeing the videos of guys doing crazy and extreme things, but really that just becomes entertainment to actually get in your rig and go somewhere you've never been before and do it under the, the guidance of people who have been under, under you know, they, they've been there a couple of times. They, right. they know the trails. They know what your rigs are capable of. Um, those adventures are important. And I think that's why there's been more and more of them we've seen crop up. And, and, and kudos to, to all, everybody that, that is doing those because I think it gets that new Jeep owner interested in going and using it and and maybe they you know they didn't think their jeep was going to be an off-road vehicle maybe it was just their mode of transportation to and from work but now they can take it up into the mountains or take it fishing or take their kids camping all of that stuff well it used to be when you had you had these major groups that in major events that charge a good chunk of money to go take you out and be a part of a really big group and they're still around and they're still an amazing uh experience for people the flip side of that was you joined a club and you're part of the club and then you go out with the club and learn and we, we recommend that all the time and somebody's like how do i get involved well check out your local club see if there's a jeep club and meet up with them and they'll they'll the clubs generally help each other learn and then they go out on trips so you can all learn together um but you know barring that there's there are more and more uh virtual clubs being formed and um and as well as real adventures and so you know you're talking about so like the virtual clubs i kind of look at like like um there's a couple of different projects we can't really talk about right now um that one of our friends is doing where it's a membership driven group um and what she's doing is 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 providing content and support and very specific information to this member group but by you being a member a paid member you're also isolated um from any of the lack of a better word the crap that's out there the wrong the wrong information the chest beaters the the armchair engineers telling you you're doing it wrong um and the flamers on the different forums or on facebook whatever when you're trying to ask a simple question so it it allows you and i think that that is needed more and more as as an opportunity for people who really really truly want to learn um but don't have you know, don't want to go into an environment where they have to be defensive and they just want to, right just they just want an opportunity to learn something it's what we've done with skills day for for seven plus years it's what um we're trying to do more and more is it, it, with modern jeepers it, it's like one of the big gyms out there i forget which one it is it, it said you know they're the no judgment zone and, and that is it people are tired of being judged we just want to exactly and, and stop judging me for for, for my questions or for what I'm trying to learn. Just just enjoy the experience. 
Well, and that's still my vision with the CTI trailer. And I know that some events we go to and we, we really, with there's, there's so many people and it's no different than a, in, than a big guided trip that has a hundred plus rigs and you kind of get lost in the crowd. Sometimes we go to these large off-road events. I'm going to throw out, you know, Jeep beach out there. And even, even Moab Easter Jeep Safari, where there's so many folks and we, my, my vision for the CTI trailer was always to slow things down and, and help people that don't really understand what's going on with their suspension and, and be able to educate them a little bit. But we get so busy and it ends up being, you know, here's your score and off they go. And uh, I, I'm, I guess if there's listeners out there that have not been on the CTI trailer and or have and we're like, yeah, I got my number, um, but I don't really know what that means. I, I'd invite each and every one of you to to find us again, find us at another event and ask questions because it is that safe zone. There are no dumb questions. Heavens, spending four or five days with with Ian and, and Matt from Busted Knuckle and, and all those guys like that. It's fun for me to go and, and actually learn. I learn every time I go out something new. Somebody does something a little different um, and we don't get that exposure unless we're there. So you do have to get out. You do have to go to these events. Um, but the CTI trailer has always been that safe zone. Somebody can come up on that thing. And if they want to, me to spend 20 minutes with them, you know what? I'm more than happy to do that. So, yeah. They might have to deal with a crowd forming up around Yeah, they them, might have some not. people behind them throwing, <laughs> you know, throwing stuff at them. Hey, get off there. <laughs> and I've seen that. I've seen you, your, your dedication out there doing that. But so, you know, um, You've been out there. You're traveling. You're kind of you're heading back now. Um, it, it's interesting. Let's go back to the the JTs we had on the trailer and, the, and those customers. I'm sure did you talk to them a little bit? Like, are they purchasing the JT because that's like their next Wrangler, that their next off road that they're really expecting to rock crawl with it, or is it just because they wanted the cool thing? What what was? I'm just curious what the expectation is with with the, the Gladiator purchase. Well, I think the couple people that that I that I had long conversations with, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Jay's out there too. So Jay at Stomper has a Gladiator. Now this was interesting. Um, Jay bought the the JT with the Mopar two and a half inch lift on it, and it's a non Rubicon, so he doesn't have the high clearance fenders, but he does. He did put forties on it, so at a two and a half inch Mopar lift. With the 40s, the Rubicon model with, I believe those were 37s, the scores were the same because of the clearance in the tires. But so I, I kind of got a little sidetracked there. Um, but I, I think that it, even for Jay's rig, he knows he's not going to, you know, do some crazy hardcore wheeling with it, but it so works for that dual purpose vehicle where, Hey, I can go off road and I can throw some stuff in the back of this thing and kind of have that. It's still a little truck. Right. You know, right. I, I, and I think that as is, even as our metal cloak products have evolved for it, you know, all of a sudden that a three and a half inch lift on that thing and people putting forties on it, the stance looks amazing and it looks really good. It looks, it looks just beefy. It looks very, I don't know how to describe it. It looks good. Well, um, you know, it, it's one thing you've been driving down. Like I, 
when we got back from Off-Road Expo, several parts on our own Gladiator were taken off and we shipped them off to a SEMA build because they were still prototypes. We took them off of our Gladiator, shipped them off to uh, to some SEMA builds. There's three Gladiators at SEMA this year that will have medical product on them. They'll all be one is or two of them are fully cloaked. Um, one with a three and a half inch uh, game changer lift, one with our two and a half inch um, leveling kit that also includes all the control arm for fenders and bumpers and all that cool stuff. Um, and then another one that just has some fenders and, and, uh, and a couple other and the suspension, but not fully cloaked. Um, but so we had to do that. So, so I'm driving around in the gladiator and I'm, I've got the front end is totally fine. The front has the, the, the fenders, the bumpers, everything. The rear, the fenders are taken off. There's no inner fender well. The rear bumper is gone. You know, it looks half built. But even then, it, it's it's amazing when you're driving this thing, how many people just stop and stare. And it's just the the rig itself garners attention. It's a well-designed rig. It looks cool. And you just you drive around in that thing. And, you just, and, it, and remember we were talking last week about, yeah, does it feel like a truck? Uh, it's still a cool rig. You're still that guy being noticed, right? Um, as right. You're road. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's other way. So you start throwing that thing on 40s and start putting that bigger stance on it, and bigger axles and everything else. It, where you could go with this rig it is pretty interesting. And I can see some of the some of the builds on it. Like um, I've we've already seen a couple of guys do some bed removal um, uh, products. Like there's a there's a camper shell out there. Not a big fan of the design myself, but it's a remove the um, remove the bed, put their bed on, and the camper shell goes on top of it. And where the truck can go because it has that frame is unlimited, and what you can do with it is unlimited. And, and you know, the, between just using it as a truck, or using it as a flatbed, or I don't know, I'm just I'm excited to see where the industry goes over the next several years with Gladiator. Absolutely, it's it's that it's. It's still that JL, that very capable platform, that that Wrangler platform up front. So you you know you throw in the lockers, you throw in creature comforts in that Rubicon model, and you're right. It's it's just kind of crazy. It's so much more all of a sudden than just a little truck. And the fact that it says Jeep on the tailgate, like I don't know. There's something about <laughs> that. Like whenever I see one drive past me, seeing the big Jeep letters on that on that tailgate just it makes me smile you know i was looking at that the other day and i know it's their logo now but the other day i saw an older truck an older jeep truck um and on a uh, tow bed and the it has a you know the, the jeep lettering on the back tailgate is massive right it's like right two -thirds aside. and the lettering's a little different i thought you know somebody needs to come up with the either the stick on or the replacement tailgate that that looks like like a retrofit kit for your badging so that it, it, it has that older style to it. It just, to me, that was just, that was more iconic Jeep. Uh, it was pretty cool. But, you know, we've got a short episode this time. So we want to, there are some things we got to cover. And one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is make sure we do this. Um, Modern Jeeper, we just posted, and I'm hoping everybody has seen this because we're passing it out there. But um, we posted as a second article today this. Um, Jeep that was stolen from the Austin Hatcher Foundation for kids. So please check out modernjeeper.com if you haven't already seen it come up on your on it because it's being spread. It's kind of going viral. But it, it's really a sad that somebody's 
stolen. Uh, and it, it happened on 1020, so we're a few days behind. But the Chattanooga police are, are working to recover the stolen vehicles. Um, and there's a phone number that you can call if you see it. They're pretty obvious. So unless they're getting massive, you know, quickly stripped down, it's pretty obvious that these rigs came from uh, this particular group. And it, it's they're using it as a fundraising vehicle. It's a shame that uh, that somebody would go through the effort of stealing these rigs and take it, pretty much taking taking money out of out of the lives of these kids. So I'm hoping everybody can can find this, share it. If you're hearing me and listening to my voice now, go to moderngeeper.com, get that article, take a link, share it out there, or check it out moderngeeper Facebook page and share it out because. Hopefully, we can not only recover these vehicles unharmed, but also catch the idiots who need to be strung up by the tiny curlies. Um, yeah, it's it's sad that it's sad that we even have that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, we, boy, I mean, I I know that there's a lot of um, things being done and things that are in the works to help protect vehicles that get stolen, whether it's the low jack systems, and I mean, if if eventually cars that are made by the manufacturers have some of these anti-theft systems built into them. I think that's a good thing, but I think it's so sad that that's where we have to be. Right. It, it is. I mean, it, we're at the point now where I'll show another example of just how, how we are evolving as a society because of the robo calls so much. One of our primary things that happen when you, when you order from metal folk, you get a phone call. Sometimes it might get an email if we can't get a hold of you or whatever, but you'll get a phone call. Nine times out of ten, we'll call in with a phone call saying, hey, thank you for the order. I want to confirm what you got and then letting you into the ETA. Well, because of the advent of robocalls, a lot of people simply aren't answering their phone. So the ratio of voicemails has gone up. And so we're working on other technology to allow us to, to be able to really contact you. And be able to do it, but it's it's sad that we we are now as individuals pretty much ignoring our phones because it's most likely a robocall. I know a few people that always answer the phone no matter what, and yes, they get the robocalls and they deal with that. But unless you have a spam blocker or one of these other ones, or now AT and T tells me that hey, this is possible spam, so I don't answer the phone, even if right. it's you know, it's just it is. We are going down that path where we you know why do why is the ring um, the ring so popular on as for doorbell or the ring cameras because people stealing stuff. You know, one of the most popular videos you see online is when somebody posts a video of, "Hey, this guy just came to my front door and grabbed a package and took off and ran." Am right. Amazon now sends you a photo like, "Hey, we just we just dropped off your package. Here's a photo of it on your porch, just in case." You know, and you know it's not our fault. We dropped it off. It's here. You know, somebody stole it. It's not us. You know, it, it, it's a it is just insane that we're getting to this point. And I don't know who to attribute this quote to, but it was something along the lines of when and I was saying it's one hand, but when when society starts allowing the deviant to be normal, it's the downfall of, of, of us. Right. And wow. we're, we're expecting whether it's at the political level where ah they're lying, it's no big deal. Right. Or you know, or, or drugs are become, well, it's decriminalized them. It's, it's now, it's a nonviolent crime, so it's fine. Or, or any of the other things that we do, I mean, what's a nonviolent crime? Suddenly you don't get punished for that. Maybe it's, but we, we normalize what is deviant behavior 
and now it's acceptable. Yeah, well, everybody lies a little bit. Or, yeah, it's okay. Every, you know, stealing happens. That's fine. It, it wasn't that valuable of an item, so we're not going to go after the person. It, right. It, yeah. I, you know, I, I have a pet peeve even today that I, I, I want to get a driver cam just so I can catch people when they're smoking their cigarettes and then they go and they drop the cigarette out their window onto the floor, onto the road. I'm like, like, yeah, really? It, it, I want to buy a driver cam just so I can catch them. But I also know I can catch them, get a video of them, that person with a license plate, send it into the authorities. Ain't nothing going to happen. Absolutely gonna, not. They're just going to pursue that. They're not going to bother going after that, even though they're supposed to be a $1,500 fine for littering or something crazy. You know, we, we are allowing deviant behavior to become normal. and it's just it's sad. all right i'm off my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> well and as, as you're talking about that you know i'm sitting here in a rest area somewhere in the middle of texas and i'm looking at one two three four large blue dumpsters that are like you know regular like the five cubic yard i don't know what they are three cubic yard big dumpsters and there's one in front of me that the lid is open I can see that there's nothing inside of it, yet there's two white bags of garbage sitting next to it. <laughs> I mean, uh, and so I think that's 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 where we are today. Like, yeah. no, it's too much work to lift this bag. I'm just going to set it right here next to it because I'm in a hurry and I'm more important. And yeah, somebody will wow. take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's like my son, and you know, and I guess everybody who's doing that is like a three year old. My three year old tells me. Yeah, I need you to clean this up. No, mommy will do it. Like, oh boy. Yeah, we're not. That's not going to work. Yeah, we're going to teach you responsibility. But yeah, it's that thing. No, somebody else will take care of it. My mommy always takes care of that stuff. So somebody else is going to take care of it because that's and a lot of that is a millennial thing. Not all millennials. Well, I know a lot of millennials and, and the younger generations, but the younger generations tend to be a little coddled. Maybe is the word. Oh boy, we 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 have to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing about the younger generation is that they are on Instagram, and right. I talk about Instagram because we did a first ever. And I, if you're hearing this, there's still time because if you're listening to us on Thursday or Friday, there's still time. Uh, we did a first ever in partnership with our friends at Rebel Off Road. Um, we this was a test, and it's worked out great. So we're going to do more. So keep an eye out because there are more popping up. But we decided to give away a jail suspension. But we did it in a unique way where it's our Instagram and their Instagram. You've got to like both pages. You've got to post on there, sharing with one of your friends. And we've had just phenomenal success with this. I mean, this has just been a test, but there's over 712 comments and 2,600 likes on the on the Rebel Off-Road page, um, over 1,000 comments and 1,700 likes on the Metal Clip page. So it really achieved the goal, which was for us to get more Instagram exposure to all of you guys. Absolutely. You yeah. No. When I saw it the other day, I was, I think there was just a couple of hundred um, comments and it was very, very new. Like it was, it was something like, I, I, I think it's a great idea and what a good way to put people um, not only, and you know, one thing about Instagram that's cool is, you can kind of look at the other people who are commenting and you can kind of look and it's a great way to meet other jeepers. Yeah, absolutely. It's you get all the different jeeps. I mean, if you just go in there and you type in hashtag metal club, you're going to meet a lot of people and find a chance to like and follow a lot of people that have metal club rigs. Uh, That's have, exactly right. 
Yeah, so we just created a CTI Tour Instagram page. And my hope is that for all the folks that, you know, we always get a lot of questions. Well, we had this rig up there. and What did it score? Well, now we're taking a picture of every single rig that we get on the CTI trailer along with its score. And then we're letting the folks know that at the, at the event we're at or even the next day on the event page on Facebook or something, telling them, go to the CTI Tour page, find your Jeep tag yourself in the photo you can share from there i mean i i think it's i think it's going to help us in a lot of different ways because people ask us all the time well what does a jeep with this tire and this lift score well you may not be able to see the exact specifics of that rig you can kind of get an idea uh, and maybe it'll evolve maybe it'll evolve into a, a set of pictures or something like that people can also take their own pictures of their own rig on the cti trader and 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 hashtag CTI tour or CTI tour 2019. If it's, you know, this year, uh, and we'll also be able to find those that way. And maybe we can get some reposted. So good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it is, it's cool that, um, that you did that. I, I think, and it's, and, it, and I think it's going to be cool because it's going to really be able to follow the CTI tour, um, greater access to the schedule, as we get more things, plus where you're at across the country and people get to see all the stuff you're doing um, as, as a CTI tour um, and going off plus all these great images. And I think it's, it's pretty cool to see the different scores to do that, to be able to, but it, it's going to evolve. It's awesome. Go out there. If you're on Instagram, uh, you know, go there and follow the CTI tour. It's definitely going to be great. Um, and it's kind of funny when we had that, we, I talked about this before, but we had the interview incubator project here where some, college kids were up here um, uh, and they were, they were learning about business and all that stuff. And we were kind of working on developing a new business with them at the helm. And it was great, but I had to go show them how to do Facebook. And it was interesting for me because they, they were not Facebookers, they were Instagrammers. And so that younger generation, that's where they're at. More people are, are out there on Instagram, but you're right. It's, it's great. It's instant feedback. Go on there. You can, do hashtag Cloak Republic, see a bunch of people with Metal Cloak rigs, hashtag Modern Jeeper, hashtag uh, Metal Cloak, hashtag, probably hashtag Corey Osborne, you're going to find a bunch of stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful there. <laughs> well, and, and, like, and like we were, you and I were just talking about, I saw that recent study where, you know, people were spending a little bit less time on Facebook as a trend over the last few years. Um, and I think that they actually showed through 2020 and 2021 that Facebook, the, the amount of minutes that somebody spends on average on Facebook has declined. But we're also only talking about a minute. So I think <laughs> this year, this year it was 26 minutes. I think they say in 2021, it may only be 24, 23 minutes uh, per day. But Instagram is on the climb and, and people are spending more time more minutes per day uh, on Instagram. So just, just something to, to think but about. It's, it's a weird, interesting um, uh, statistic though, because you got to think that there's, there's a wide variety from people that spend no time, like maybe once a week on it to those that are spending like eight hours a day. Right. Right. And, and just that averages out to this 20 some odd minutes. So it's, it's kind of interesting, by the way, this is interesting. And I, 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 maybe we can close with this, but I just searched Instagram for hashtag Corey Osborne. Two images uh -oh. came, two images came up. One was, and they're both from Alpine Terry. One was uh -oh. a picture, one was a picture of Ensenada, Baja, California. 
The other was a picture of the late, great Jesse Combs in her car, oh. in her truck, going down uh, the, the plaza, um, but driving along in the truck down there, and again, by Alpine Terry. So it was uh, a reminder. Uh, that's Iron that's pretty special. And hashtag Corey Osborne. Cool. Well, hey, so this has been fun. Anything else you want to follow up on? Um, a little quick episode for our friends. And uh, we will have, for all of you out there, we have a lot more to cover. And there's so next week, definitely pay attention to us. Uh, we have more things coming up, but we just wanted to throw out a little 30-minute bite for you guys to, to enjoy a morsel of uh, the Modern Jeeper Show. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I think good. I think next week is going to be even, you know, we start all over again now as we have Hump and Bump coming up the middle of next week, towards the end of next week. We've got wow. SEMA coming up the following. Um, you know, we don't we don't we don't stop. We just yeah. keep on rolling. We keep on rolling. I'm hoping we can do some great, uh, great uh, on the man stuff or on on site stuff when you're out there at SEMA. And uh, yes, some, maybe some do some live things. stuff. And yes. yeah, yeah. So. Well, all my friends, thank you again for joining us for this quick episode, this quick bite, this quick piece of, uh, of modern Jeeperism, and uh, we'll see you on the rocks. Cheers. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.